Hello and welcome again to Colin on Cars. The Kinsey report on parts pricing is out and I'm afraid it's not such good news for South African motorists. Car parts are getting more expensive with price increases outstripping inflation and this is a trend that seems likely to continue according to the results of what is actually the 30th iteration of the Kinsey report. According to the author, Malcolm Kinsey, motoring has become more expensive, certainly from a parts perspective, and the results for 2020 show that. Although there may be similar alternative parts from non-franchise outlets, and the durability of which cannot be vouched for, prices for original equipment are rising. He says most of his research was previously undertaken in and around Durban, with him personally handing in a parts list to local dealers to complete. However, this year he approached a few manufacturers to supply their retail prices, including VAT. Obviously, the COVID lockdown has changed a lot of things. And then he randomly checked these at dealerships. He ex- also excluded a few brands who regrettably recorded very low sales figures. In keeping with tradition, all prices in the report are from written quotes, so there is the best possible chance of getting them correct. It has to be stressed, the prices used are what a customer walking into a dealership would pay on that day and do not always coincide with what the manufacturer or importer would supply. The manufacturers do not have any input as to which vehicles are chosen, and generally the most popular vehicles in the range are picked. All the figures for the report were collected in September this year. Vehicle sales for August and September show large declines of around 30% over the corresponding months in 2019. And he says a factor that's become evident is the increase in cost of body parts, Headlights, rear fenders and wheel rims on some models appear to be a great deal more expensive. This has obviously got a negative effect for everyone as it increases the contribution the owner pays for the insurance excess and the write-off point for a crashed vehicle and it ultimately increases insurance premiums. The nine categories of vehicle with each category list ranging from a least to most expensive parts basket. The 2020 report sees a huge increase in the popularity of the crossover vehicle, yet again both in models and sales volumes, with some manufacturers now having three or four options available. This year, 27 crossovers are featured, with prices ranging from just under 200,000 Rand to 1.7 million Rand. The full story and a link to the parts report is on my website at colinoncars.com. Kinsey says the servicing and repair costs are not that vital to the vehicle owner, particularly with a new vehicle. These costs are often borne to some extent by the dealer through service contracts. It can be as long as 100,000 kilometers, and manufacturer warranties can be as much as 200,000 kilometers or seven years in some cases. But he says... Crash part prices, however, will affect your insurance excess and will be well worth noting. The charts are set out linking vehicles of similar cost technology and purpose to allow for simple comparison. In the end, though, as always, it still pays to shop around.
Ask for a discount from your local dealers, the motor industry and dealers are battling to make sales. This makes my buying a bit keener when one dealer is trying to close a sale over another one. We'll quickly go through the nine categories and the winners in each category. In city cars and entry-level vehicles, it was the Renault Quid 1.0 Expression. Family favourites, Toyota Corolla Quest Prestige. Crossovers, Peugeot 5008 1.6T GT line. Compact crossovers, Toyota Rush 1.5 Manual. Executive crossovers, Volvo XC60 T5 Momentum. Double cabs, the Ford Ranger 2.0 DXLT. Single cabs, Nissan NP200. Executive saloons, Alfa Romeo Giulia 2.0 147kW Super. And in the Super Mini category, it was the Hyundai i20 1.0 Fluid. And I left that for last because it leads directly into the next segment of today's show. Have a listen. I'm chatting with Stanley Anderson, who's Sales and Operations Director for Hyundai South Africa. We're at the launch of the new Grand i10. Stanley, where does this car fit into your range and what do you hope it's going to do for you? Colin, uh, it's uh, obviously a five-door hatch. It fits in just above the Atos, which is our entry-level hatch currently, and below the i20, so it's between the Atos and i20. It is a, a large segment uh, of the market, 30% of the total market's five-door hatch. So we hope to achieve you know, volume sales, 300 to 350 a month. Obviously, you've got now the Atos and then the Grand i10. So the Grand i10 globally replaced the old i10. Like in Europe, they call the Grand i10 an i10, but we had i10 and Grand i10 next to each other in the market for about two years. So from India, you get the Grand i10, uh, which is a, a sort of bigger grown-up brother of the first I-10 we launched. And Hyundai generally in South Africa, how are you performing post-COVID? Before COVID even, we were a strong third position in passenger cars in terms of market share. The encouraging thing for us after COVID is that we've gained 2.1% market share over last year. Now, you know, we were sitting at, uh, in May, with a 15% market share. In June, July, we were around 12%. In fact, we outsold Toyota in passenger cars in May and, and July this year. I think it's a, you know, when, when things are, are tough and uh, conditions are, are harder, uh, customers tend to go back to brands that they, they trust. Um, and, you know, our reliability, I think it's proven itself, the product, our, our seven-year, 200,000 warranty, all that gives customers sort of a sense of, of comfort. And obviously our vehicles are, are well-priced and well-specced. Now, I know there's been some range realignment. The Elantra is being phased out, and I understand you will probably drop the accent. Yeah, the, the sedan market has just collapsed over the last four or five years. You know, you had a 30 40% drop even pre-COVID on sedans in general. So your SUVs... For example, your, your Elantris has been, that volume has gone to a vehicle like a Creta. Uh, the Accent, you're right, is on the run out. We've got a couple units left. Um, that segment has, has really migrated to vehicles like the Venue. And we even find it in the rental companies. Um, 
we instead of putting accent or sedans in, they would put in your SUVs um, or crossovers into the rental market. So it, um, that's just our, you know, our market works in a lot of uh, global markets. So there is a there is a new uh, or accent still available from India, but we'll do the the research. But I'm not sure it's viable even bringing it in. Thank you very much. Thank you, Colin. On the launch, I had the opportunity to drive the entry-level one-liter manual version and have to say I was quite impressed. The slightly larger dimensions of the vehicle make it less claustrophobic and certainly there's more rear legroom, which is quite important. But overall, it felt quite good on the road. It had sufficient power and I'm looking forward to being able to do a full scale road tested on it in the near future that's the show for today thanks for listening remember be safe out there and in wet weather increase your following distance bye you've been listening to another production from solid gold podcasts